And honestly, an old man, regardless of how good you are, how fit you are to lead a country, man's got a few years left. Why would we put someone in charge of the fucking free world who's not going to be here to see the world that he creates? Man, just listening to that Fuego Bentley drop. I mean, I first off, I, I feel like we got to talk about that because even though it's been a, over a week for us, mm-hmm. it's been about a week for everybody else, especially the regular listeners of Raw Dating Advice, or fuck, Raw and Relentless. I'm tripping. This is a whole separate <laughs> thing. Uh, but hashtag Raw. It's the same fucking brand. It's the same. It's under the same umbrella, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. We kind of finish that on a, the highest of high notes. What Educate them, Chris. <laughs> so basically, this man named Fuego Bentley, uh-huh. spitting some Fuego, he just ended with a fucking song. I It was Thriller, right? That's what he called Thriller. it. Thriller. Bro. Yep. I, I, I couldn't stop listening to it like the next coming days. When it come, came out, I just kept replaying the end. Yeah. You like the ending? Or, or oh, the, you mean the podcast? Yeah. I did the same thing. I sat there... All night while we were at, while I was editing it for a little bit, and uh, even before the podcast went up, and I was just listening to that song back and forth, just all over and over and over again. I was like, I found myself just like getting the the hook caught into my head, and I was singing along with him, and I was trying to rap the lyrics. It's like <laughs> one of those songs that brought me back to where I just the ones. It's one of those songs that gets someone to finally start appreciating rap when someone's spitting bars. It's like witty as hell and it sounds good and it's like actually good shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you get hooked on it, man. And he came out with a new song today. He texted it to me. And normally everybody knows that rapper from their high school, the kid who tried to be a rapper. He's probably still trying to be a rapper, right? Most of them ain't got no talent. Fuego Bentley got talent and he's that guy who's literally on the come up. And I'm like, what is different? Than him and any of the biggest names in the industry. In my opinion, on music, just just talking music, there's no difference other than Fuego is probably better than half these fucking assholes out here. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. Honestly, I feel like I, I was just a little starstruck once he after he sang and you know did his thing. Yeah, I was like, bro, this guy is a real rapper. Like <laughs> it's like I never seen someone perform. I don't know. It hit me different just hearing him perform live. Yeah. That was a cool experience. Definitely one for the books that I'll remember. I have a, a there's a basketball trainer. So I go to a gym and it's not a normal weight room gym. Uh, and actually in Arizona, gyms recently opened up. Um, but this is a gym where it's completely revolved around playing pickup basketball. So they got personal trainers there, but they don't train you with lifting more weights on the bench or the squat. They train you in basketball if you want a trainer. And everybody gets a free session. They got a, they got two courts essentially, and they're just running pit. It's open gym all day. And then at 5 p.m., they start running uh, uh, officiated pickup games for anybody who wants to come. They have real referees come in and do that shit. So it's fun. And uh, I was there the other day, and there's a trainer there who uh, I follow him on Instagram because obviously you play basketball with someone, you start to just kind of get to know them and talk to them a little bit. And uh, he's a trainer there. I don't really know if he like played anywhere big, but I know he's like 30, so he's obviously not playing anywhere now. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty good. And uh, uh, he, I saw on his Instagram story the day 
my podcast came out with Fuego Bentley and he was listening to a podcast. I don't know what podcast it was, but it was some rapper that I didn't recognize, probably a big name rapper. But anyways, this guy was rapping uh, into the microphone. It might have been the same fucking microphone as this because this is industry standard, motherfuckers. <laughs> and uh, and the guy was rapping and I was, I was just thinking to myself, because I've been listening to Fuego Bentley's performance on Raw and Relentless for like three days straight at this point. And I'm like, yeah, that's good, but it ain't Fuego Bentley. So I sent this motherfucker that, that Fuego Bentley... Uh, clip or whatever and he he uses a term he goes that's tough tough t-u-f-f and i was like is that is that like what the kids are saying these days what does that mean uh anyways i saw him at the gym like two days ago and i was like yo uh or he was like so you have a podcast huh and i said yeah man i got a old podcast i also have a coaching business about uh you know coaching men on their dating life called raw dating advice but the podcast is like a long-term kind of just separate entity where i can do whatever i want on there that doesn't have to be dating advice specific and i was telling him about it and I was like, yo, so what'd you think of uh, that Fuego Bentley? He goes, yeah, he's pretty good. He's, he's, he actually, uh, you know, I like I like rap that has like some, uh, you know, they actually say something. And he, he was saying something. So it was pretty good. And I'm like, just, just pretty good? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, he was definitely, I like his rap too because he actually has witty lyrics and he's actually good and it sounds good he goes yeah man it was good i i I liked it (laughs) you know anyways and so this kid i'm following that was a couple days ago in the meantime he's been uploading rap music to his instagram story he's listening to rap he's playing basketball man's into rap so i text him because uh fuego texted me this morning he said yo check out my uh you know i forget the name of the freestyle tde freestyle he was talking about it on the podcast he goes i'm about to drop it so he dropped it today I listened to it. Man goes in. Man goes in even harder than he went in on my podcast. And it was good. And even the editing and the production, the music video looked fucking professional as hell. And uh, so I sent it to this guy. Uh, His name is DJ. I sent it to DJ, the basketball trainer from this gym. And he goes, I fuck with it. It's pretty good. I'm like, bro, (laughs) that's it. Oh, my God. I showed it to my girlfriend and she had a similar reaction. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. And so I'm just I'm just there like, are you not like hearing the same music that I'm hearing? Yeah. And what what is, I don't know maybe just because I saw it live and it's a way you know different energy. Yeah. That he brings to the table mm. and like maybe just because like it felt like I actually got to know him and then like the music he dropped and it was just like made it more significant. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck, but people are just like, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's good. You know what? Kate did the same fucking shit, and so I have a couple theories now because Kate was like can I be honest? Can you stop playing that song? I said, but why? It's good. And she goes, and I could understand if I'm playing it like 30 times a day, which I did. And now I'm kind of burnt <laughs> out on that one song, but it's still a good ass song. And uh, she goes, if I'm being honest, he just sounds like every other rapper in the world. I was like, Kate, you just don't know how to recognize talent when you see it. Right. You couldn't hit a fucking talent if it was staring at you in the face. Right, <laughs> man. And so, Maybe it's just these people aren't into rap that much and they just think, oh, it sounds like uh, that J. Cole song or it sounds like this fucking song or it sounds like some rapper that I've probably heard before. Um, DJ actually said that. He goes, I feel like I've heard that song before. I'm like, you've probably heard the beat because what he does is he takes the popular beat and uh, does freestyle over it. But recognize the fucking rapper. Recognize the fucking talent. Name any motherfucker out here who wants to call themselves a rapper. How many of them can rap like that? Not many. He writes his lyrics. He makes his own music videos. He edits the fucking video. He fucking film. He he uh, literally 
makes the lyrics for the beat, whatever beat comes at him, and it's fire, and it yeah, sounds good, and exactly. he can sing. How many people are the total package like that? And I don't mean to, like you said, be fanboying, but I think you're right. Maybe it's uh, crazy that how are they not seeing what we're seeing? And I think you're right. So here's a couple theories on this. One, people don't recognize talent. That's one of them. Or two, uh, maybe it is a little bit of we got to know his story, so we appreciate it more. Or three, I think in contrast to my other buddy, uh, I've you've already met a couple of my buddies who are into music, but the other one was over here a couple weeks ago. And just contrast bias alone, it's like if you say, hey, it's going to cost you $20,000, and you say, holy shit, $20,000? And you say, okay, um, maybe not 20000 but would you be willing to do 1000 Okay, well, now we're talking, right? Because in, in contrast to 20000 1000 is a lot less. It's a steal. It's called rejection and retreat method and influenced by Robert Cialdini. So you could apply this to any area of life. You could say, hey, do you want to go you know, on a trip to Sedona, go hiking on and do like yoga on top of Doubles Bridge with me this weekend? And they're like, nah, bro, I think I'm kind of busy. They're like, okay, man, well, how about let's just go grab some lunch on Saturday, right? Rejection <laughs> and the retreat method, right? So it's it's a psychological bias. So maybe for you and me specifically having to endure a five-hour jam session with music that was not good and no, having no, it's, a, it's not that it's not good. It's just we just don't understand it yet. It's way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. It's like a Mozart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten, like 200 years later from now, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, I, I could picture it being like a theme song to a Power Rangers episode, you know, <laughs> back in the 90s, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyways, we just don't recognize it. But in contrast to that, Fuego Bentley's on another echelon. There, there's levels to this shit. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He ain't no big man Jimmy, just like some white kid, you know, just trying to rap. Yeah. That's for sure. But at the same time, I feel like Fuego's got, I, he's got the goods to make it big. And honestly, I was watching his fucking music video this morning and I was thinking to myself, objectively, this man's going places. Even if, like, I was telling Chris before the podcast, man, it's a shame that the music video he drops on his YouTube channel has 58 views right now. That's a shame because a man of that much talent in that fucking thing where a lot of people will never get to anywhere close to that, I just feel like, People need to hear his fucking music. And I told him after the podcast, especially when he ended it on that performance, and I'm sitting four feet away from this man, and he's singing into my microphone that I, and I, like, it, it blew my mind because I felt like we were in the presence of fucking real fucking talent. That, yes, I felt the same way. I felt the same way. Yeah. And yeah, it blows my mind. And in a way, I also feel the way about that way about this podcast. Where I'm like, I'm way better of a conversationalist than half these motherfuckers out here with the podcast. I can make shit way more interesting. And in fact, I feel like I already have been. So, that said, in my head, I just know it's a matter of time. Time will catch up. It's already here, but it'll take time for people to recognize, right? Yeah. And I feel like Fuego's got the same shit, and it's only a matter of time. And I was thinking to myself as I was seeing his music video, I was like... I hope this motherfucker blows up like tomorrow because everybody's going to go to that podcast that we had on him <laughs> and then it's time for everyone to fucking blow up, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you, man. But I feel like at the same time, that's like what it's going to take for his success. It's culminating right now. It's like you said, it's already happened. But at this time, it's just reality to catch up. Yeah. And he'll be able to say, yo, one of the first podcasts I did, I'm really proud of it. Ron Relentless, go check it out when he's on fucking MTV with fucking Sway or something, you know? <laughs> That'd be... 
that's the moment. Yeah. Highlight that clip, throw it onto the clip's channel. Yeah, but I could totally see him getting that big. Anyways, man, a lot of shit. I feel like, because we were thinking about before the podcast, is like, you know, we haven't done a podcast, just you and me shooting this shit. For the viewers, me and Chris talk every day. He works with me, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, when we do one of these, I actually appreciate it because... I feel like, again, I say this every week, but I'm not trying to fall, fall into an identity and just having to stick to that one identity because I feel like in a way I did that with my dating advice channel, which for, for, for business purposes, for building a coaching brand, it's great, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I made this a separate entity, but because this would not fit on that channel. And in fact, I want this channel to be something where I can literally take it in any direction for the podcasts I want. And so I like the occasional break where I'm able to shoot the shit with someone who I'm more f familiar with to where we don't have to just talk about your story. We don't have yeah. to just talk about my story. We can talk about anything that's relevant today. And today, in a couple days, we got the fucking election coming up. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Did you vote? <laughs> No, I'm not registered in Arizona yet. Yeah, me neither, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm still registered in California. I was thinking of uh, going back to Cali to vote, but then I'm like, wait, no, I think that's voter fraud. Would they let you back? No, I think that's voter fraud because yeah. I already I was supposed to do jury duty in my mm -hmm. county, so I think I would have been a criminal if I voted because oh, they took they took note that I moved out to Arizona, mm. and so if they see my vote go in, oh bro, damn, you won't see me for a couple weeks, yeah, because <laughs> you'll be doing that jury duty. Yo, speaking of jury duty, me and Kate watched a movie called The Chicago 7 or something on Netflix. Did you Have you seen that? No. It recently came out, and I had, I had never heard of it because it's a new movie on Netflix, but I just haven't been on Netflix in a while. I've been working a lot every day. And Kate, she's on Netflix all day. Every, like, first off, any girl, you know, what are most girls doing 95% of their day? They're doing this on Instagram. They're just scrolling. Like, literally, it's kind of a meme. Like, I was at an event a couple years ago and there was all these girls, these like models that were being paid to work the event. They were sitting at the table and I, can't, I walked around behind the table because that's like where the, the walkway was. Mm. And I just looked over there and I noticed all these fucking girls are just sitting there on their phone, all of them on Instagram, all of them mindlessly thumbing through Instagram, none of them paying attention to each other. And I realized my girlfriend does that. In fact, most girls are probably living that reality. So she's always on Netflix is the point that I'm, she's always knows what movies are coming out. She's like, we got to watch it. I had zero clue what to expect. Let me bring this full circle now. So we watched the movie. It's got Sasha Baron Cohen, the Borat guy, and it's got a bunch of other big name actors. And it's about apparently a real life uh, scenario that happened back in the 60s or 70s where they were Vietnam was like a big war going on mm -hmm. and you got the left people on the left protesting the war, the hippies. And then it was also a thing about pre police brutality. And like, anyways, it was a case where these guys got arrested at a rally that kind of went out of control where people started fighting the cops and the cops were just beating everybody's heads in with sticks and whatnot. Damn. And they got these seven guys arrested from that event uh, and they were putting them on trial uh, to basically put him in jail for a long time for inciting a fucking war against police in this fucking rally or whatever. Uh, and anyways, it's coming from the perspective of the people who are on trial, the defendants, and it was really interesting because you realize that they weren't inciting a, a, a violent event, but the police actually started it. So they 
could make it a political thing for the upcoming election as well as for the war, you know, activists and staying in war and whatnot. And yeah. so from the the whole movie, you're realizing that the fucking jury and the judge are racist. They're against the fucking people and they're doing everything they can to make sure that they lose. And so the they have proof that none of these guys had anything to do with inciting that. But they bring in a random black man, put him on trial and say he was there. And the black guy's like, I'm not even... Uh, why am I even here? I wasn't even there. And he calls out the judge and the judge like, sit down, contempt of the court. And he charges him on that. And he charges the other guy. And he's like, he's like, okay, well, where's your lawyer? Uh, he goes, well, I, my lawyer, uh, is was supposed to come here with me but he got sick so he can't come and you guys won't let me postpone the trial until he's out of the hospital so i'm here without legal representation i want to represent myself and the judge just says no you can't do that he goes wait wait you're, you're denying me my right and so the judge was doing everything he could also when they started winning them over uh the 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 jury over the judge starts telling the jury hey we're gonna put you in isolation and then he puts them in isolation away from their family. And the judge, uh, then he starts hiring people to fucking threaten the family and make it seem like it's the defendants threatening their families. Oh, shit. And so then he has to get a whole new jury because he says the jury's like, you know, uh, conflicted now or whatever. Um, so everything he possibly could. And it's just like this ridiculous thing. And it reminded me of, uh, you know, what we were talking about with. You said you mentioned like the jury duty and stuff, and that why. it's pretty reminiscent of what's kind of going on today, like yeah. with the whole COVID thing. I know, uh, I don't know how you know validity this has, but it, it's supposed supposedly a lot of the when the process were going down, there was uh, they were sending people to purposely like from out of state to purposely like break shit and just cause cause havoc just to make it political. Yeah, and it's like now it seems more relevant than ever because if you're one side Trump. You're a bad person. You're racist. You know, you're all you're everything that's wrong with this world. Yeah. But if if you're for Biden, like, oh, man, you're you're a saint. Yeah. Even though even though his son, like, I, I just don't get why the news isn't covering that. The Hunter Biden. I, or, I've heard a lot of talk about this, but yeah. also I feel like indirectly it is getting talked about because everybody on social media is talking about it, especially like the last couple of days. Trump brings it up every time he gets a chance, you know, so people obviously know about it. You know, but what is the news going to say? Really, I feel like the news is trying to do anything they can uh, to make sure Trump is not seen in the most positive light. Uh, which, by the way, did you see the 60 Minutes interview with Biden and yeah. Trump? Did you watch both of them? Yeah. How crazy is the difference there? You know, that's how it was with the when they had the, the convention uh, where where was it held? I don't remember, but it was like Trump and Biden at the same time. They were in a, in a like a middle ground state. And they had people come up and ask questions. I felt, I don't know, I did, that just gave me so much more respect for Trump, to be honest with you. Just because mm. of, like, of, like, the media is fucking on him and everyone just seems to be on him. But even even then, he seems to, like, hold his ground. Yeah. I mean, he's doing the best with what he can because everybody, essentially any reporter, anytime they get the chance, they start attacking him. Right? The Probably the last time I didn't see him get attacked by a media reporter, or at least it turns into a conversation where he feels like he's getting attacked, uh, was when his fucking son asked him, hey, are you ever going to talk about Roswell and release the files, right? That, but that was a few months ago. Honestly, I feel like every time I've seen him in the news since, he's getting attacked. Uh, even when I bring it up, 
my girlfriend starts hating on Trump and going for Biden anyways. My girlfriend does the same. She's <laughs> really? like, I, I just feel like, like, that's just what the agenda, like, you know, yeah. people, well, I, there was a, a YouTube comment under one of those videos and it was so true. There's no, there's no, uh, hun- or there's no, what is it? There's no Joe Biden supporters, just Trump haters. True. And th- that's what it feels like. Legit. Like people aren't voting just necessarily for Joe Biden. It's just because they hate Trump. Yeah. Did you watch any of the debates? Yeah. So I watched the most recent one mm. and the and the previous one as well. Did you watch the one the vice presidential debate where the horse fly landed on oh, no. Mike Pence's head? Did you hear about that? I, yeah, I saw memes about it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was watching it live and I was like, wait, is this serious? This can't be real. <laughs> like and Just fucking with you. That that had to be a like a fucking drone that they landed on his head. Honestly. I was thinking about that because someone made a joke like, yeah, that was a drone. They landed on his head or whatever. Telling him what to say. <laughs> that horse fly did not fucking move for five minutes. Like I was watching it on Hulu TV and on Hulu, it, you can see like the the minute timeline, like on a YouTube video. And so literally I kind of went back because I left the room and I rewinded it a little bit. And I was like, wait, wait, has that horse fly really been there for five minutes? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just in the same spot? It or didn't was move. it crawling all over his face? I didn't see it land, but I started watching again when it had already landed. And it just didn't fucking move. It was just sitting there on his fucking head. And it was just like, and he was just talking and doing his thing. He, I don't know if he felt it, but Kamala Harris, because they're doing a split screen, is just looking at like at this like, I'm going to just bask in this. I'm not going to say anything, right? <laughs> and uh, I, the moderator didn't even fucking say something. God damn, you know? And so uh, I was thinking about it. If it was a fucking drone or something, like a robotic fly that they landed on his head, who, who does that benefit? On the surface, you probably think, yeah, it benefits joe biden and kamala harris because kamala harris was just letting it happen but in retrospect i think it really benefits trump because now what is the talk of the debate it has nothing to do with politics everybody's talking about the fucking horse fly that's true i, I feel like that's a lot of it's a lot of emotion for sure coming into this election mm. and it's like on you know joe biden's side you see him invoke a lot of fear of like oh if he gets voted in again it's the end of the world Mm. He's destroying this country. People feel that way about Trump? That, well, that's the way they're making it spin whenever I hear Joe Biden, you know, talk. Yeah. It's always take down the enemy, take down the enemy type of thing. You, but Trump is just more like, no, like, yeah. you know, we're already doing good to, to, we're moving forward. We're moving forward and we're taking the proper, obviously he's like, I don't know. I feel like he's been a really good president. It's funny that you said, because I, I guess I, I, I guess when you, now that you say that, it does seem like a lot of people do feel like it would be the end of the world if Trump got elected. And I'll be honest, man, I feel like I've gotten that vibe from every election during my life. When people, when George Bush was up for president, you know, I thought, man, the world's going to end if Al Gore gets elected, you know, and I was a kid. I I felt like I felt the same way about every president. I might've even felt that way about uh, the, the first Obama election. I, I don't remember but I feel like it's always one of those things where whatever side you're leaning, you almost feel like the world might come to an end if the other side gets elected. Yeah. But especially this one. And I'll be honest, I feel like the world's going to come to an end if Biden gets elected, not for political reasons, but for the obvious lack of fucking mental acuity there. The man is 78 years old. And I'll be honest, 
he had a YouTube video that he probably had millions of dollars invested into as far as a YouTube ad, and you get five seconds to skip a YouTube ad. And I'm a fucking marketer. I'm an advertiser. I advertise YouTube ads for my dating advice business every day of the fucking year, right? And so when I see this ad and I realize you got five seconds to get someone's attention, man stumbles over his words in that five seconds, and I'm forced to watch this stumble over and over and over and over again. And what is that training me to think? This man's so fucking old, he can't put a fucking sentence together, right? And so that I feel like if that man's running the world and fucking Putin's big dick in him and fucking North Korea's big dick in him, and he's just like, I'm, I can't eat my peas, you know, like, Dude. what is this fucking man gonna do to protect us he's gonna call on kamala harris who looks like a she's got a stronger jawline than most men i know and she's gonna fucking try to big dick him back excuse me i'm talking excuse me i'm talking uh putin i was talking <laughs> that she's gonna do the fucking crazy ex-wife to all these other world leaders and let's be honest man i just feel like i legitimately feel like the world will Go into chaos if Biden gets elected, not for necessarily for his political views, but purely because of the fucking people that are getting elected. Why can't we get someone who's 40 years old, has similar views, but is actually in their fucking prime mentally, physically, uh, ability to lead, you know, like that does not make sense to me. You know, Trump, he's old as fuck, too, but he's holding shit together. He's dealing with hate every day and he's fucking doing it. Like a like a fucking person who can hold his fucking own, you like know. Like a winner, like a winner. You're fired, you know. America. Um. So I I I don't even like to talk about politics, and mm -hmm. because I'm so non politically oriented myself. Yeah, that's what I've realized. Is like you tend to stay away from politics, and you're pretty metal ground. You like listen to both sides, and then just kind of come up with yeah. your own opinion. Yeah, and honestly, man, I've been watching the debates and I've been watching just the interaction and just the behavior of people off camera and like what you hear. Right. And so that's actually what we were talking about before the podcast. And why we even started talking about it today is because I'm looking at, uh, every debate, Biden is doing clearly a strategy that he's been practicing, which is one, he's rehearsed all of his lines. You know, he has people in the fucking limo on the way to the fucking debate rehearsing question. All right, you're going to get this question. What do you say? And he's like, got a paragraph that he spent the last week memorizing and studying. He's like, yeah, it's just like the fucking elementary school 70 years ago. I studied for a little quiz. He's fucking <laughs> rehearsing these answers. And then anytime he doesn't know what to say, all he does is he defaults back to looking at the camera and he goes, you know what? It's all about you guys. And you're at the table right now. And you're thinking to yourself, the world's going to come to an end. We got to get rid of the enemy. And so and he, he always defaults back to talking to the people through the camera because it was trained into him whenever he loses his fucking train of thought whereas trump never does that and honestly that's an actual strategy that people have taught is charismatic john f kennedy was taught when you're look when you're in the debate speak to the camera make it feel like you're talking to the people at home and that's one of the reasons why he won the election is for that little reason alone and you learn these things from historical policy or, or the way politics were ran and how people were strategizing to win the colors of the tie all these different things are well thought out right he's so rehearsed that you know and i know from phone sales from anything when it's that rehearsed from approaching women what happens when you get thrown a curveball exactly <laughs> you know exactly yeah and let's even take it in the 60 minutes interview 
It was so rehearsed. I'm not even sure that Joe Biden was in the same room. I saw the comments and a lot of people were saying that. I didn't even pay attention to that. Because it looks clearly green screened. It like the the blur that happens naturally with a camera and then the background being out of focus, mm-hmm. that's a natural thing. Me having video production experience, it was very obvious that the back behind Joe Biden was a green screen and the blur was it was such a sharp contrast mm-hmm. that you knew it was fake. It was artificial. So what they really did uh, was they, in post, put a little circle around Joe Biden's body. They told him, don't move out of that circle. And uh, and then that was in full focus, flopped. right outside of the circle, extremely out of focus to where you know that the back of the reporter's head was edited to be on top of this fucking green screen that he was sitting in. He was not even in the same room. Ever, and and maybe that's par- partially why the interview went well because every question was scripted. He prepared an answer for every question and then recited the answer to the fucking camera that was not even in the same room. Then you watch Donald Trump's interview. Obviously, it's the same room because you don't see any of the same fucking editing work that went into it. And it's very off the cuff because the reporter's asking him questions. He's getting essentially bombarded. And here's the thing. It's not like I'm supporting one side or the other. I'm just stating a fact as it is. He was getting questions that were hard to answer. Joe Biden was not. And he was getting, he started getting defensive and it turned into a confrontation between him him and the reporter. And he got up early and left. And that's also how you know it's in the same fucking room, right? But again, that's a man who got thrown a curveball and dealt with it how he felt fit in the moment. But because it wasn't all so fucking rehearsed, he was able to fucking take it in stride as as any business owner should. The man is a fucking businessman. He's been doing this his whole life. It's what he's good at. Mm -hmm. So on that note alone, being able to deal with adversity, being able to deal with a curveball being thrown at you, no man is better at it than Donald Trump. No man has faced more fucking everybody hating on his fucking shit than Donald Trump. That's a guy that I want who's in wartime and the world's crashing around him. What the fuck is he going to do? He's going to fucking win because that's what he does, you know? So I'm actually not even afraid to admit I'm not registered in Arizona to vote. I would probably be voting for Donald Trump at this point now that the election's a couple days away simply because of the mental acuity difference, but also because I don't want Biden to raise the taxes on everybody like they say. You know, he's going to. pretty crazy. They're going to have a legacy tax. They're going to fucking make it, what, 60%? Dude. What? It makes no sense. But, like, moral of the story, masks are bad. (laughs) If I were in president right now, everyone would have these and we'd be peachy clean. (laughs) Is that that you would actually make everybody wear masks? No, fuck no. Uh. (laughs) That's what I get from Joe Biden. That's Every single time he he gets thrown a curveball, it's always uh, uh, masks. If I was president... I would make this mandatory. Yeah. This would cause peace between, you know, yeah. this would defeat the virus. Let's defeat the virus. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you, it's all about you guys at home. You're sitting around the dinner table and you're, you're wondering where your next meal is going to come from. This is about you. Let's get them out so I can raise the taxes and not do fracking and fracking, fracking, fracking. What, <laughs> why, why, why is fracking? This is the first time I've heard fracking said so much, and I've never heard it before a few months ago. I feel like most, can most people relate to that? Because he's sexually frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start fracking, bro. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, fucking election. Oh, so going on to it, I think 
what we originally were going to talk about was uh, before the podcast, and Kate told us to save it, was, um, uh, I forget what you brought it up, but I remember what I thought about was um, Joe Rogan got asked recently, like, what what was the whole debate thing? Weren't, weren't you going to moderate the, the, the debate? Would you have done it? And Joe just straight up said, because uh, you heard about that, right? Uh, yeah, I heard about it. And then Trump was actually down, right? Yeah, that's what Joe said. Joe said, I would have done it, but... I don't think Joe Biden would have uh, benefited if he did it. And so Trump was down and he really wanted to do it. And Trump, he said Trump actually reached out through his people to get to Joe Rogan's people to let him know that he was seriously down for it. But he even said, if we got in here for four hours, it would be just like the fucking uh, Alex Jones podcast because Jamie would be able to pull up anything and Google anything that they're saying, unlike in a debate, and half them... Like both of them will probably be getting proved wrong by half their statements in a four hour long term long conversation and especially with uh, Biden. And so he says, I don't think Biden would have wanted to do it. It wouldn't have benefited him. And he said Biden never even reached, uh, out. reached out or did anything to pursue it. So Biden clearly wasn't down. Trump was down. And why is it? Because, well, Biden would have said my son never accepted money. Jamie would have Googled it. Wait, what is that? You know, I never said we're going to do away with fracking. Wait, Jamie, pull that up. Wait, what's that? You know, I like how Trump just made an ad uh, when uh, when Joe mentioned that he wants to get rid of fracking or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, is that so, Joe? And then uh, Trump made that into a YouTube ad. I saw that. I saw it on Instagram. And he literally said in the debate, uh, <laughs> you could use the he, Joe even is like, yeah, you could use the video. Like if yeah. you find it, but it's not, you know, he goes, put it on your website. It doesn't exist. Put it on your website. <laughs> and Trump was smiling. <laughs> yeah. He goes, OK. And then it's like, I will do away with fracking. Fracking is done. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, it, it feels like Trump is meeting with a lot of people, even though he's a busy man. Um, I know the, he reached out to Barstools, like that dude. Um, recently, he's uh, got in contact with the Nelk Boys. I saw it. I saw that. With Steve and Salim. They were just dancing the what? That's crazy. I See, was like, Trump is a man who knows how to win. Exactly. Joe Biden is so fucking disconnected from reality, he doesn't realize, hey, maybe the best way to influence the people is get in touch with influencers. It's, it almost seems too simple, right? Yeah, I feel like at this point, he, it's just not so much for him that he wanted to do it. He's just like, yeah, I mean, I got none, none to lose. Yeah. It's just, man, I don't know if Trump is the best fit or not. I definitely think he's better than Biden mm -hmm. as far as right now. I don't understand why Biden was the fucking choice by the Democratic Party. Like, you, yeah, you, you have a million motherfuckers to choose from. And you choose that guy, that guy, really? Why? <laughs> you know. Uh, so it reminds me of the sixty minutes interview that Trump did because one of the questions the girl asked was something about social media and like his Twitter and like uh, his fucking outrageous Retweets. tweets that he's fucking tweeting and shit. And he goes, "What are you talking about? I I love my social media. My social media is the only way I can get my voice out because fake news wants to twist every word I say." And he was just so blunt about it. First off, in a leader, a leader's not there to be your fucking friend. He's there to be a fucking leader. He's there to say it how it is. Uh, did anybody say it more how it is than he did just then? And even think about that, he now also knows 
hey, the world's on social media right now. Why don't I get a hold of the Nelk boys? Why don't I accept a fucking four-hour conversation with Joe Rogan? This is a man who's thinking logically. Joe Biden's thinking very illogically, and he's contradicting himself left and right because he's an old man. And honestly, an old man, regardless of how good you are, how fit you are to lead a country, man's got a few years left. Why would we put someone in charge of the fucking free world Who's not going to be here to see the world that he creates? Damn, that's powerful. I, I to me, it seems very simple. Yeah, and I mean, you got a point. Like at the end of the day, like I don't know, people like it go, goes back to like there's really no Biden supporters, just Trump haters. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. It's just people just you know they don't like his for whatever reason they don't like Trump, right? Yeah, and it's just like well, let's just get him out of office. He's racist. He's this, he's that, he's this. But he says it how, how it is. I think that's something that I highly respect from Trump. It's just like, you you could tell like he really is patriotic and for America. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing with me personally. It's just like, he's for America. Yeah. And I think also part of the reason why I like Trump as a candidate for president, at least just from the options I'm presented right now, is because I got to think this man like you said, says it how it is. And just in business, he just wants to win. You, you just know that that's his motivation. And so even if he doesn't like America, even if he doesn't like fucking his country that he lives in, right? Or even if he does have motivations that, that you don't think a, a president should have, right? Bottom line, he doesn't give a shit what team he's on. He just wants to win. Yeah. If he was born in Russia... He would do the same thing in Russia. If he was born in Korea, he'd do the same thing in Korea. And I just know this because we've seen him on TV for how long? We've seen this man be uh, his his name on how many buildings? This man is just thinking of the world as a game. Whether you agree with that or not is besides the point. Because if you want a leader who's going to get you results, who's going to get results more than someone who wants to win more than anything? LeBron James doesn't give a fuck about the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Los Angeles Lakers or the Miami Heat. He just wanted championships under his name. He just wanted that ring on that finger. Anthony Davis doesn't give a fuck about the fucking Hornets. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody he's played for. The fucking shirt he has on is irrelevant to him. He just wanted a fucking championship ring. So what does he do? He goes and chases that ring in LA with LeBron and he fucking gets it. Man had a big ass smile on his face for fucking winning that championship. Donald Trump doesn't care about the team. He cares about the fucking win. That's it. And that's the one who I want on my team. I'm just saying. That's true. And I feel like I feel like it comes to the PC I culture. I sound like that was a fucking ad for Trump. When I <laughs> clearly am not. I'm like the least political person ever. But I think it's it's also comes down to the culture that kind of was created before Trump. Like he got people are fucking sensitive, and if you're a winner, like fuck you. You know that that's that's what it feels like. Like just many people can't handle the truth. Yeah, they want their participation trophy. They want someone that's gonna say the right things, make them feel the right. You know, make them feel the right way. Mm. Hard times create strong men. We've had a lot of weak times lately. So we get a lot of weak men, weak people, sensitive people. I think we're seeing a very <clears throat> interesting time where this generation it has a voice because of social media, but also because of social media and being just the times are becoming more and more progressive. People are getting disciplined less. People are not 
dealing with as much adversity. People don't get bullied as much because these are good things. People shouldn't get bullied. People shouldn't get beat. People shouldn't have hard times. Mm -hmm. But hard times create strong men. And in the 90s, I was getting beat left and right if I was doing things wrong. Was that right or wrong? That's besides the point because that's up to your own fucking interpretation, right? But at the end of the day, someone who learns right from wrong and learns discipline and gets that discipline reinforced into them, whether it's physically or mentally, it helps you grow. You get a thicker skin. You get thicker epidermis. Nobody has had to develop thicker skin mentally than someone like me who dropped out of dental school to start a YouTube channel about picking up chicks and nobody, even my family, doesn't support that. I developed thick skin real quick. But if I lived in a world where I was coddled, nobody ever talked shit to me. Anytime my feelings were hurt, we had a fucking cuddle session afterwards. <laughs> you know, if that's the world I grow up in, anything that someone does to offend me, that that's wrong. We gotta stop that. We gotta we gotta put a silence to that. And then what? What are you, now? What are you doing? Well, you take that to the slippery slope, and we're seeing exactly what happens when two sides become very, very fucking extreme. It's all out of whack. Nobody agrees with anybody now, and mm-hmm. everybody's doing something wrong. And the moment you do something wrong, we're canceling you. Alex Jones, perfect example, right? Alex Jones gets fucking banned off the internet. He's gone. Nobody gives a shit about your fucking opinion because your opinion offends so many people that we can't have you saying that shit out loud anymore. Bro, speaking of Alex Jones, you watched the new Joe Rogan podcast with him? Yeah. Honestly, I haven't... I, before the Spotify deal, I didn't really watch Joe Rogan. And then after, I kind of did. But And even now, like I just... Eh, it's whatever for me. But I feel like that, that one with Alex Jones and Tim Dillon, that was the most entertaining podcast from Joe recently, in my yeah. opinion. I would agree. And I was very <clears throat> surprised by how quickly they got into it. Yeah. There was no fucking lead up. It was just like, all right, here's the shit, you know? And he had his fucking paper. He, yeah. uh, it was just entertaining. He was like fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I actually had a conversation with my buddy Clark about this, uh, who's been on the podcast a couple times. And he's a huge Alex Jones fan. Mm-hmm. He watches Alex Jones every day. And he knows everything about Alex Jones. He loves Alex Jones. I am not a, as avid a follower as Alex Jones. Probably the only things I've really seen of Alex Jones is maybe one or two times I've checked out his website because Clark uh, goes there every day and buys every supplement he has. And uh, uh, and he also buys that, all the shit that they put out. Um, so I've seen a couple of videos there, but mostly just on the Joe Rogan podcast is when I've watched Alex Jones. So with that said... Um, me and Clark came to the conclusion that <clears throat> in his old studio, I, I just felt like his podcasts were better. They were more entertaining. Ever since they moved to the new studio, they just haven't been up to par. And I don't know if that's a thing about a change of scenery um, or if it's a thing of since he moves moved to that studio, Spotify has been tightening their vice grip around his fucking dick, you know, and and I, I, if that is that changing the energy of the podcast, uh I don't know, but I know Spotify has a bunch of fucking uh, sensitive people working there. You were about to say pussies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I filter myself, but maybe why should I filter myself halfway? Because I just said fucking right before I censor myself. Yeah. I just think why, for example, you probably make just as what an average Spotify employee would probably make. Let's be real. Right. So. If you were in a big company 
where there was executives, there was investors, there were managers, there were about a thousand people above your pay grade in the company. And you get offended by what one person says on your entire platform in their fucking channel, right? And you start a fucking coalition with your buddies who are making just as much as you on the pay grade. What fucking right do you think you have to fucking do that shit and have, they had like how many, like 10 meetings or some shit about the Joe Rogan and should we spot, like censor him? How did that make you feel? Do you need a therapist? Is, yeah. that, is that what you need an onsite therapist? Yeah. Like first, I just don't understand why people think that they would even have the right to say, hey, Spotify, we don't need to play this man and we want to censor his Ability to have free speech on a platform where rappers are saying a whole hell of a lot worse shit. So in that sense, that's where I have a problem with that. But on the same token, um, they make him fact check. And like there was that whole fact checking debacle where he said something and that's what incited the fucking outrage by Spotify employees. And they tried to kind of silence it. But it's very clear that they were down. Joe, at least Joe was downplaying how serious the fact checking was to me especially after i saw the alex jones podcast did you notice that literally everything that was said had to be fact checked yeah he was he was slowing him down he was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. let's let's take it one step at a time buddy yeah and then he was like jamie pull it up yeah <clears throat> yeah that's something i noticed but honestly for me personally that's kind of what i liked like it made it more entertaining because mm-hmm. it, it just like kind of brought that you know alex jones was going off and yeah. then like the things that he was saying was true i was just like oh shit really Man, I, well, okay, I guess um, I guess I could see that from both sides. I'm sure there were a lot of people who appreciated the fact-checking. And honestly, uh, I think it worked out in favor for what they were trying to accomplish because uh, most of the facts ended up checking out to be real or at least have some element to truth yeah. to them. And, uh, and I think that legitimized a lot of what Alex Jones does because nobody's ever done that to Alex Jones in, in the moment. Which I guess is cool from a podcasting perspective because you're doing something that's different, right? But at the same time, when I watched it the first time through, I watched it a couple times through, uh, I was thinking to myself, is Joe, Joe's just sober right now for Sober October and he's just irritable, you know, because that's what happens when you smoke weed every day and then you don't and smoke And Alex weed. was ringing it up too. He's like, yeah. Joe, just take a shot, take a <laughs> shot. Yeah, and I, I would know from firsthand experience, you get irritable, you get fucking short with people and it's not a bad thing. It's just like, I just feel physically uncomfortable if this continues and like you just feel a weird tension. You just get irritable. And so uh, uh, I could see from that standpoint, but then did you hear about the earpiece debacle? No. About two hours and 52 minutes in. And I only know the timestamp because uh, Clark sent it to me. I looked at it and then I looked at all the comments. There was a fucking earpiece in Joe Rogan's ear and there was a woman speaking into it. And you only heard it because at two minutes and 52 seconds, he's trying to like kind of bring the podcast to a, a close and he does one of these like scratches behind the ear. I'm I'm tend to be a person who reads a lot of body language because I need that for my coaching business, right? And I teach mm-hmm. a lot of it too. And so I know this is a sign of just awkward tension and uncomfortability. Pay attention to it if you're in conversation with someone. They'll start doing this if they get uncomfortable or if, or if they get a anxiety or if you said something that they didn't like, they'll do that. Um, so I thought that the first time I watched it. But then when it got pointed out to me, he does that and you hear, it's. I think it's because he probably lifted his fucking headphone and the sound could come out into the microphone you hear a woman say, hey, don't worry. I'm here. We're here. We're listening. We're still here or something like that. What the fuck? And it was a woman. 
and it's it was you heard it right when this happened. Oh, I didn't I didn't even catch that. Which makes me think he probably even gave her the signal. He was giving her a signal or something. And I feel like maybe first off, there's been a lot of debate in comment sections on who was it? A lot of people are saying it was just someone uh who was in the background, who was in the studio. Um other people are saying and this is what I tend to believe. I believe it was a fucking woman from Spotify making him fact check things. Telling him what they could and couldn't talk about. And if that's the case, I'm real pissed off about that. Yeah. Because wasn't the whole the whole purpose of him signing to Spotify that he'd be able to kind of just say whatever, like, just to keep that element of Joe Rogan? Yep, exactly. I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, let yeah. me pull it up if I can. And then as far as, like, the studio and, like, the change in, like, I don't know, these recent shows he's put out, I feel like there's... You know, thinking it from like a split test type of thing, I feel like there's there was too many variables that they changed to know what exactly was the reason, like why. Maybe it's the guest, who knows? But all I know is that Alex Jones one, it was entertaining. Yeah, it definitely was entertaining, and there was some shit in there that was blowing my mind. I'm not finding any comments. I wonder if the comments were all getting deleted because they should have timestamps on that shit. Uh, good thing I remember. <laughs> About two hours and 52 minutes in. All right, keep talking while I pull this up. All right. What what was, like, the biggest thing, like, that blew your mind? Mine was, like, where uh, I can't remember the name, but the, all the fucking people in power just met up in the island, and they just oh, fucking Bohemian burned the name Grove? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let me, let me see if I got this. And when he pulled up the interview? Yeah. I was uh, like, fuck. All right, all right. Here, here it is. You heard that? Oh shit, yeah, he she said relax, we're here. Yep. Right when he was doing this. What the f that's a conspiracy on its own. Yeah. So oh also another conspiracy about it is I listen so although that the like I said, the other day I went to the court and I met up with that basketball trainer and I was talking mm -hmm. to him about the rap. Um, so I listened to the first 30 minutes of the podcast when I was on the way to the gym. I worked out, played some basketball. I was trying to listen to the rest of it on Spotify when I was coming back home, but it wasn't playing anymore on Spotify, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Did they, re did they remove the podcast, the Alex Jones fucking podcast? And uh, yeah, it fucking wasn't working. And then I went home and it was on YouTube. So I finished it on YouTube. But then I noticed in the comments, everybody's talking about how it's not working for them on Spotify anymore. And then Joe Rogan even addressed it in a, in a post the other day. He was like, it was just an error a with bug. a fucking file that we uploaded. <clears throat> sure. Sure it was. After hearing that. Yeah, I, I didn't even catch that when I was listening to it. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, if, it, if it really is because of like, you know, the people getting mad that are offended about what Joe's talking about. Yeah. It makes me mad, honestly. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, if yeah. you don't want to listen to it, just don't listen. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, he should have the right to just fucking upload it. I almost. And just be uncensored. I heard someone say that, I think it might have been on Joe Rogan's podcast. I think he said that he believes Trump will possibly be uh making social media uh, a utility or something to where they can enable free speech because if you think about it who's more who's most likely to do that as a president other than trump you know 
That's true, especially with all the fucking. Yeah, and second term would be the per- first perfect time for him to try to do that. And it, when Joe Rogan said this, I'm pretty sure it was I heard it on his show. When they said that, it was almost like they had heard something where that was most likely going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's pretty crazy if, if that's the case, which makes me even support more because I don't believe someone should be able to be censored from their free speech on any platform. If it's social media, if they violate the policies, then yeah, you can delete that account, start a new account. That should be okay, right? If mm-hmm. they violate violate your policies. But if you just don't agree with someone, what they're saying, it's not only that account that's banned, but it's the person if they created any fucking account, right? And that's bad. I think if you can censor someone or you can shadow ban them in an algorithm or you can only show people this person and everybody's pushing Biden shit, you know, like probably most of the ads I see are Biden ads. Most of the shit I see are Biden ads that are paid, right? Um, I also see a handful of uh, Donald Trump ones too, but as far as the organic stuff, I'm also just getting a lot of just progressive stuff. A lot of the media overall, I feel like it's just like from Borat to I know BET put out a video on Joe Biden or just not Joe Biden, but just tape uh, tearing down Trump. Yeah. And then just like a lot of people just. I just think it's dangerous when a few people who own companies that happen to be social media companies are deciding what voices voices get heard and which ones don't. The second you start discriminating based on people's views, it's fucked, you know, and that goes directly against a constitutional right, which Let's be honest, people have getting been getting denied rights for a very long time uh, under the radar in different ways. People are getting suppressed and whatnot. But it's such a shame when this is going to decide the future of a world. And honestly, I personally would not be surprised if a second civil war comes in the next 10 years. I would hate for that shit to happen. But if you told me five years ago, that's that, what it feels like. Really? It honestly, really does. Like, regardless of who gets elected, I think the world is going to be a little bit of chaos for a few months because people are going to be freaking out. You you know for a fact, if Trump gets elected, Democrats are immediately going to try to appeal that shit. And, and it's going to be a fucking big ordeal for a couple months. Coronavirus is going to appear harder than ever. It's going to hit the country. Yeah. Unprecedented. But you also know for a fact that if Trump doesn't get elected and Biden does, Trump's going to make a fucking lot of noise too. Oh, you know, a hundred percent. So, uh, man, but also, I, I don't know if I trust this whole mail-in ballot shit. You know that, what I'm saying? No, that's, honestly, I'm on the same boat, because it's like, they sent it, the, the part that gets me is like, people who didn't even register, like, or didn't ask for it, they're getting sent. So, you know, that, like, you can't tell me that, that, like, that it's all going to be 100%, you know, authentic, no one's going to abuse that. Yeah. That's where I don't trust it. It's just like, that shit's getting abused. So, are mail-in ballots supposed to be mailed to you? Yeah, and I thought they were, you were supposed to request it, mm. but they just send it to everyone. Cause I got uh, I haven't gotten one. J- I got James. Oh really? Yeah, all nice. his uh, I I get all his political mail. Yeah. So I got his ballot. Huh. Well, I didn't get one. Um, it probably went to a different address. Are you? Well, you said you're not registered. Oh here, yeah, I'm right? not registered to vote. I have a I have an Arizona license though. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're registered to vote, they'll send you it. Yeah, I'm not registered to vote. Um, that, that probably makes sense why I didn't get one. But, uh, even so, like it's already been shown that there has been tampering with it. Obviously they get reprimanded if they get caught, but how much isn't getting caught? 
You know, I, I watched a, a, a documentary. It's a docu-series on Netflix called The War on Drugs. And it was talking about the business of every drug. They said the war on drugs, the only way that we're going to be able to improve it or win is if we can actually help you understand the economics of each drug. So they literally tell you, uh, like, this is how I learned everything about, like, why cartels even exist and what they are. The, like, uh, one episode was about meth. Another one was about uh, opium. Another one was about crack cocaine. Another one was about mm. marijuana. And when you see the process of in the jungles of South America, the whole economy revolves around they're making money off of chopping down the fucking leaves that create coke, right? That's like the number one job there, right? Or one of them. And they're all doing that. And that kind of drives their economy. And then they go into the jungle and they're making cocaine there from the plants. And then they smuggle it up through Mexico. The Mexican cartels now control their entry into the U.S. where all the buyers are. And when they kind of showed that process and they showed how much of the drugs come into the country on a day-to-day basis and how much they know because it's it get, when it gets here, it gets circulated into the economy and people buy it and that's how people, that's part of how the economy runs here. So almost from a business standpoint, America is economically motivated to kind of keep the Them drugs coming. coming in. But also a lot of the drugs do get caught at the border. But they... If you know how much money, how much of it is coming in and you know how much you're catching, they're catching like 2% or like something minutely small. How much is getting through? Same type of shit with the fucking voting ballots. You're going to catch a proportion of people uh, who are fucking around with it. But how much are you not catching? That's the question, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like the point Trump was trying to make. But then people took it as like, oh, no, you're just doing that because you know you're going to lose, you know, type of thing. Yeah, but you got to look at it from a logical perspective. Like, it's gonna get tampered with and it's gonna get fucked with. Yeah, if you're just sending it out to everyone. You know who's registered. Yeah, I mean that was the whole. I mean, weren't they thinking about doing it online? And that was the whole thing. Now it's open to hackers. Well, through the mail. Okay, well that's even more archaic than fucking websites. So we're gonna go fucking back to the 1800s and do it that way, where people are fucking holding up trains so the fucking ballots don't go all the way through. You know what I'm saying? I, I think there was a case where like someone burned down like a the an official like mailbox to throw in your ballots. Damn, that's so fucking dumb. Yeah, so. It, I don't. I just don't think you can replace having a center where you have to physically show up, show your ID, and then go into a private room and submit your ballot right there. It is so controlled that there is very little room for tampering, right? Obviously, COVID, but how convenient. Which, you know, let's be honest, I feel like the Democrats have not made it easy on Trump to do away with this virus. It's been a, been a very political fucking chess piece on both sides. So... Uh, that said, who knows, man, they kept shit around shit still here. Right. And especially the regulations to where the whole voting process is now messed up. And now it's whoever fucking appeals harder, whoever fucking fights more for legitimacy after the polls. I don't think the polls are going to even fucking matter. I don't think your vote matters this time because it's at such high risk for getting tampered with that at the end of the day, whoever becomes president is not going to be happy about it, and everybody's going to disagree with it regardless. 100%. We're fucked. That's the point here. We're fucked. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, like, the regulations, I like this Safeway over here that down the street. Yeah? Because I went in there without my mask. 
no one said anything. <laughs> I was just like, bro, this is nice. Yeah. It feels, you know, because it's, it's just like, that feels so foreign at this point i know i'm like what why do i feel so self-conscious about not wearing a mask i'm just like security rolling up yeah you know yeah man it's uh it's it's a tough world we live in but i think we're gonna come through it and uh you know fuck the free world (laughs) i'm just kidding uh insert a microchip into your head get Neuralink. um take vaccines uh become a sheep and that is my life uh advice to you yeah get some fracking Get to fracking. It's healthy for you. Do away with the fracking altogether. Never do any fracking at all. No fracking here. Nope, 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 no. Yeah. I have no clue. Like, this has been turned into such a political podcast, and I'm, like, the least political person ever. That's true. Maybe it's just because it's so close to the damn elections. Yeah. I I guess I do have my opinions, but uh, I'm not trying to sway anybody's votes all uh, one way or the other. Um as far as what I can see on the surface, the the main topics being talked about on a day-to-day basis, I don't go into the specifics of everything. I don't look at every fucking issue, everything that they stand on. I'm not going to have time to read a fucking book this big about everything that they're going to. Every little. Yeah. But I can speak to what the main things that everybody's t- kind of talking about, my opinions on them, my opinions on just the mental state of both people, and just who would I rather have as a leader? Who do I want on my team? That's just where I'm coming from. Yeah, But right. I feel like aside from that, I feel like what's more important is just the local, who you elect locally. Because I feel like that has a lot of, that's going to affect you a lot more than, you know, a president. Yeah. And it, it's crazy how little information you have. I was talking about this with a couple buddies from back home. Uh, you know, my town is relatively small. And, you know, they're like, I have no clue who to vote for. There's like, you can't, they don't have websites. If they do, it's just a picture of them. No information. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of just, you know, if you know them, you vote for them. Yeah. Type of thing. Legalize marijuana in your oh, state. yes. But in, in Arizona, yeah, I, I wouldn't care if you voted no to legalize marijuana because it keeps the line at this dispensary smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for just the sake of short lines, if you're in Arizona, vote no. Get a card. It's like a cheat code to life. Okay. But if you're in another state, yeah, just legalize that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you just go travel anywhere in the U.S. and just. Yeah. Just be able to get get some. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Oh, yo. Uh, I kind of want to wrap this up here, but I want to tell you about my mushroom trip I had. I've told oh, you a yeah. little bit about it, but I haven't told the listeners. I we've I don't know how, but psychedelics have been brought up on this show probably for the first time half of the episodes that we've done so far. And I've done, I'm not even, in, I, I've taken psychedelics, uh, mushrooms a little bit a couple years ago, but it was such not a memorable experience for me, not because I blacked out or anything, but I, I just don't think I took a lot um, to where it's not a relevant topic for me, but somehow it's come up so much on this co- podcast. And this happened, this was all hypothetical. This happened years ago. Yeah, this is, a, this, I read this in a book. So I uh, did some mushrooms and I took probably... I don't know, two grams, which I just know how much was given to me. And then I portioned it out by, by eye. So maybe about two grams. And I was texting my buddies who normally do mushrooms and they were, uh, or who have done them before. And I asked them, how much do you normally take? And I think I probably took a lower dose than like someone who really wanted to trip and has done them before, uh, just because I didn't know what to expect. And I just wanted to test it out, but I also wanted to meet aliens. And what's crazy, what's crazy, man, is while, 
while I was on this mushroom trip, I almost felt like it, it reminded me of the scene from Avatar where you remember the Avatar tails, they would touch them together and they would have like soul sex through their tails. Just connect. Yeah, and they could also connect to the plants and the ground. I felt like I was connected to a plant. Like when I smoke weed, I when I talk about it, I go, I am high, I'm high. When I drink alcohol, I am drunk, right? It becomes me, you know? But what was crazy, when I was talking to Kate and I was tripping, and when I talk about them now, even at the time when I was starting to trip, I would talk about the mushrooms as if it was not me. It was something else. It was a different entity, which was interesting to me because I was like, the mushrooms are telling me this. I kept saying, like, the mushrooms are saying this to me. And it literally felt like I took in the fucking mushroom and it was putting its reaches into like it like tapped into my system and was like letting me download things that's what it felt like and so it reminded me of the scene from avatar and what's crazy is i i didn't know what to expect so the whole time that i'm waiting for it to kick in i'm thinking to myself wait is that supposed to happen wait what's is this supposed to happen what should i be doing should i be listening to music should i put on a movie should i just lay here and kind of close my eyes what should i be doing and it started talking to me bro it started saying it's not that you should or shouldn't right? Stop trying to control everything, right? And it literally gave me the feeling. And so this is another crazy part in my brain. When I think thoughts to myself, I think I'm in like English, how I would speak them, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when I started tripping, language lost its fucking pattern in my head. Like, it's just like everything kind of broke down and there was nothing more than just instinctual feeling. Like what I felt <clears throat> like it, it almost like the, the word was the same as like the feeling, but I couldn't think of the word. Right. So I, I would just feel kind of like when I was in kindergarten, I remember someone told me like, oh, it's like a yawn. And I was like, wait, wait, it, the word's called yawn in my head. I thought it was something else, <clears throat> but I just realized I was so young that in my head, I just associated a feeling with what I felt whenever I thought that word or mm -hmm. whatever it was supposed to be. It was the same type of thing, but it was crazy when I would speak to my girlfriend, I would actually be able to speak words. The feelings would turn into words by the time they reached my mouth, right? It was almost like muscle memory. But in my head, I think that's like how I was able to understand what the mushrooms were trying to tell me. And when I was trying to think, is this what's supposed to happen? Is this what's not supposed to happen? It like was telling me, uh, stop trying to exert your control over this. Like you trying to think that you should be doing this, that you should be doing that. It's not that you should or shouldn't. It just is. Just let it be. It's just, it just is what it is. What happens will happen. And I was like, oh, that's, it's interesting. I guess that's a takeaway that I can take uh, is like, oh, I can, I can be okay with the way things are. Right. But that sounds kind of woo woo. And it's just like, it's like, yo, no, shut the fuck up. Just like wake up for a second here. <laughs> it says, your whole life, everything that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you're trying to exert your fucking control over it. I'm telling you to do things because for the business. That's me technically exerting my control over that. I want things to be one way, and if they're not that way, I get stressed out. That's me subconsciously trying to exert my control over it. And it just made me feel realize that that's a blind spot I have. That the mushrooms verbatim pointed out simply because I'm trying to think, is this what's supposed to happen? Is this not? Should I do this? Should I do like? And so it just made me like chill out. Like it's okay. Let it be the way it is. And then what's funny is uh, I was like, I got to write this down. And so, you know, I, it mentally felt like I was swimming back up to the surface of the water for a breath of air so I could make sense of words enough to write them down. So I opened up my notes app and I'm like, I got to write down these realizations I'm getting from the mushrooms. And, uh, <laughs> 
all I kept thinking was it's not one way or the other. It shouldn't be one way. It's not supposed to be the other way. It's not like it, like it made me realize what is Chris? Well, Chris, my interpretation of you is based off of what I see from the light, but what is the light? Like, it's not like the lights there and I see you. I can only see you because there is light. I, I don't know if that makes sense or anything, but it's like, it made me realize to be or not to be, that is not the question. And so I, I was trying to write down this realization and all that came out when I came above the surface and I tried to make sense of my feelings into words, all that came out was Shakespeare was definitely on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So to be or not to be is I learned not the question. The question is not even real. It's just, it just is. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically take shrooms, guys. And I'm not supporting that in any way. Just I'm just saying hypothetically yeah. if you were to get some. Moral of the story that I learned from shrooms is whoever gets elected, Trump or Biden, it's not Trump or Biden. And the question isn't who got elected or who shouldn't have been elected. The question is not even real. It just is. Whatever happens, happens. And whatever happens will happen. And just let it happen. Namaste. Namaste. Sadhguru over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think we should end on that note. <laughs> That's a high note to end on. Namaste for you. Peace out.